This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the Wharton School in San Francisco, this is Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here is Professor Carl Ulrich. Welcome to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host this week, Carl Ulrich. I'm the Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the Wharton School, where I teach entrepreneurship innovation as well as product design. I co-host Launchpad with my friend Rob Connybeer. Rob is Managing Director of Shasta Ventures, a leading Silicon Valley venture capital firm, And we switch off hosting duties, mostly broadcasting from the Wharton School campus in San Francisco, where I am today. The idea behind Launchpad is that while Rob and I both believe that entrepreneurship is intrinsically a risky endeavor, we also believe there's some things you can do to increase your chances of success. So the big idea behind Launchpad is that we bring onto the show entrepreneurs who are themselves struggling with the challenges of, of launching and growing a business, and we look for opportunities to identify and highlight tools, principles, and methods for improving your odds. We really expect that the audience for the show is three groups. Some of you are yourselves entrepreneurs, and I think we probably speak really directly to you. Some of you are thinking you might want to take the plunge, and we really want to give you a realistic window into the world of entrepreneurship. And some of you are just interested in what's cool and interesting in the world of business. And we hopefully, hopefully the show is interesting to you as well. But to start off the show, I'm joined in the studio by Eve Blossom, who's the co-founder of Future Family. Eve, thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, first things first, I want to point our listeners to your website. So the URL is, you've got a nice name, by the way, is just uh, Future Family. Dot com. So just the word future, the word family, put them together, dot com. And your title is co-founder and also chief care officer. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But I want you to start off by just having you give us the elevator pitch for Future Family. Sure. Future Family focuses on affordability and fertility. So um, uh, my co-founder, Claire, went through six rounds of IVF before she was successful with having her beautiful daughter who's going to be four years old this year. Wow. Yeah. And um, so when Claire went through that process, um, she um, couldn't understand how anybody could afford to go through that process, as well as it was a huge emotional drain. Mm-hmm. So looking at that, we um, saw that there were these gaps in the, in the experience. Um, and so that's what we focus on. So we focus on, um, like I said, affordability, accessibility, and awareness. All right. Well, I want to drill down on some of that. But to start, maybe you could describe the as-is situation. So what, what, does, what does six rounds of IVF cost? <laughs> it's definitely over $100,000. Wow. So each round of IVF can be, um, you know, uh, around twenty to $22,000 uh, with the medications and what have mm-hmm. you. So it's quite out of reach for most people. Mm-hmm. So And is six rounds typical or was that sort of extreme in terms of how long it it would typically take a couple? I would say that's extreme Mm -hmm. and it just shows um, how Claire was (laughs) determined um, to really having a child. So yeah. yeah. All right well I mean I guess to ask the obvious question those 
each round is priced that way, presumably because it has some relationship to what it costs. So what can you do about that? What is the what it, what is it the future family can do to address yeah. that challenge? Thank you. So currently, if you are having trouble having children um, and you needed to have IVF, um, you would go to a clinic. Um, it's not um, really covered by insurance. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there are some some states that have some coverage, but it's very fragmented, it's not complete. And so you'd have to do self-pay. It's yeah. very expensive, yeah. right? So um, what we do is we focus on um, making it affordable. So you sign up for a plan for uh, with us, and you pay, on average, you can start um, at $275 a month. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we pay out the big chunk mm -hmm. to the clinics, mm -hmm. and then you just pay us monthly. Yeah. So is... Is it really then essentially just financing? The, well, the no, we're not just financing. Okay. No, so, so we're a so digital. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Yeah. yeah, we're so we're a digital platform. Yeah. And so we focus our whole business model is we bring finance together with uh, service, mm -hmm. with um, nurse concierge care. So if you go and you sign up, mm -hmm. you then on our digital platform, um, you can become a member. And then if you need testing, you can get tested. If you um, want to talk to a nurse, you can have a free nurse consult. If you want to figure out where you need to start, what your options are, um, what would be best, we can um, match you to a clinic yeah. in your geographical area. Um, and then you can go in, if you're going to go forward, you can then go into a, um, a loan with us, which is the, the plan, mm -hmm. a financing plan. And when you do a financing plan with us, you get a dedicated nurse. Okay. An, an expert fertility nurse. They're available 24-7. They're additional layer of support uh, emotionally and logistically. So the clinics do a really good job when you're in the clinic, but a lot of your experience, a majority of your experience, you experience at home by yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I know you have a, a couple of plans and a couple of services, but let's yeah. stick with IVF for a minute. Sure. So how many for how many months? It's around $300 a month. How, how many months would I be paying for for that plan it could be uh, on average 60 months okay so that's eighteen thousand dollars did I do that math right um, yeah so it, you know it's on average so yeah. you yeah that's right um, so I guess the question I, I have a couple questions one is that's less than twenty two thousand dollars yeah so um, so if you can do it for 60 to 72 months okay. depending on what you need I see so we do egg freezing as well egg freezing is a little bit less so I I'm just see. giving you the on okay. average yeah got it yeah and then but that also strikes me as essentially an insurance product as well because in the sense that not insurance in the sense mm -hmm. of health insurance but in, in the sense of if it took me six rounds are you covering all six rounds? So, um, possibly, but um, like I said, it's not on average that you do six rounds. That's a pretty extreme situation. But um, what there's in the in the in the market, there's a lot of multi-cycle plans. Yeah. And multi-cycle plans, you can do up to three cycles in a plan. Yeah. So um, it's um, a, costs a little bit more than the twenty-two thousand, but it's also um, not much more. But it's a little bit more, and you have a uh, a, you know, three cycles to go through, yeah. and you're, yeah, you'll be mostly successful. Okay, but uh, not always. But, but mostly. with with your plan, so I I think what you're saying is that even conventional providers, where you pay in a lump sum, they do bake in some insurance effectively, and in that they'll give you up to three cycles, in uh, uh, 
in, in the sense that you're paying a flat fee regardless of how many times it takes, right? Um, well, um, in a multi-cycle, it's different, yeah. but not to get off on a multi-cycle. Okay. So the difference, I would say, about our financing is mm -hmm. that um, currently, if you go, you have to pay, like I said, yourself and all right. that. And it's very, very expensive. And so in this way, you can start to think of it as like a monthly plan that you're doing, like just like a car payment, mm -hmm. what have you. Um, what we do is we look in the very beginning. Um, you know, it's it's based on your, your age and what you, you know, you, you know, kind of figuring out what's, what does success look yeah. like to you. So we, when you talk to the nurses and then you go and you talk to the doctors, you really do look at the whole journey. Right. And you're looking at what does success probably look like for you. So what, how can we set you up for best success? Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of packages we get you into. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm still stuck on yeah. is I, I would think that one of the main anxieties that a, a customer would have sure. would be, the uncertainty around whether it's going to work or not, yeah. right? So that's why the paying $22,000 a shot, if it's going to take multiple shots, is I, you know, that's what would be daunting. So I guess what I'm asking is if I sign up for $300 a month for 60 months, what is it, what's your commitment to me in terms of the number of cycles that you'll, you'll cover? Well, each, so each time you do a subscription, uh, uh, plan it's it's separate but like I said you could you could fold into having like I said the multi cycles multi cycles means you can do up to three cycles in I one see. payment plan that's what I'm talking about okay there. Yeah. so uh, so yeah. before you tell me this uh, the price and the duration of the plan we're gonna agree on whether it's a multi cycle plan or a single cycle yeah, plan. that's Got right it. that's right yes okay yes. Um, all right. Tell us a little bit about who your who the typical customer is. Yeah. So, um, so on average, our um, customers around thirty four years old. Mm -hmm. But when you start to look at um, egg freezing, um, our egg freezing uh, demographics is usually in the twenties and the thirties, mm -hmm. and then you have IVF can be in your thirties or your early forties. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's on average it's thirty four, and it can be it's um, egg freezing. It's it's women, mm -hmm. um, but for IVF, it's uh, women and men and couples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I probably should have started with what what are the current services you offer. So you do IVF and you mentioned egg freezing. So we, those are the two main. We do egg freezing, IVF, egg donor, sperm donor, and surrogacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And how does the, what is the r approximate distribution across that? I guess what I'm trying to ask is where is the real resonance now in the market? Is it mm -hmm. is it IVF and egg freezing primarily? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And, and. Maybe you can take us to the origin story. Where the oh, you actually told me the origin story. Why don't you tell me about how you got involved? Yeah, <laughs> and maybe we can yeah, we can circle absolutely. back on the and where that title comes from. <laughs> so um, Claire and I met at a women's tech group right here in San Francisco, and um, we were in this tech group for about two years, and we really liked each other. And um, Claire was telling me about the idea that she wanted to do something in. Um, fertility because this was her experience and I have a background in um, doing uh, digital platforms mm -hmm. and so I've done digital platforms now for about 20 years mm -hmm. and the work that I was doing was helping um, you know internationally um, with um, artisans around the world with the whole digital platform and I really wanted to get into care because I was doing prevention of human trafficking in this kind of model and in doing so 
um, I could see the, the, the impact I was having on the individual artisans and the families and the communities. Mm -hmm. But I was doing it indirectly mm -hmm. because I was designing product with them. So I said, I would like to do a digital platform of care. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do it indirectly. I want to do it directly now. Mm -hmm. So when Claire started talking about what she wanted to start, I said, I want to do this digital platform where you have care. And so we put the two together, um, and here we are. All right. Well, so you had you had this idea, and was the at at the at the point of conception, as it were, mm -hmm. was the that's <laughs> our topic. Was was the was the financing the key idea, or, did, or was were were you engaging with users to and then that emerged? Tell us a little bit about how that. No, that's that's like kind of what I mean is that um, Claire and I met and we had together came up with these ideas together. Yeah. So um, Claire thought in the beginning it was financing and yeah. I thought I want to do a digital care platform. Yeah. We realized integrating the two, having a business model that brings together financing and service mm -hmm. and, and being innovative and really personalizing the fertility um, journey mm -hmm. is really what our company is all about yeah. and from the very beginning, yeah. from our inception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask a, I don't know, it's I guess a sort of, well, I'll just ask it. The, I mean, it would seem that financing in some ways is a really straightforward thing. You need $22,000. You can't afford it, so you're going to make monthly payments. Is What's really the advantage of bundling it? Are you are you providing, is there something about the risk profile of this, of this customer or about their access to capital or I guess those two things that make them make it, makes sense for you to bundle financing with with the information service that you're providing well so um it's a very emotional thing to go through yeah and stress in the process can affect your fertility mm -hmm. you know so um and it's one of the most stressful things to go through in um it's been so shown in surveys yeah so it, it's really important the, to um to have that be part of it so the other thing is that when you look at the gaps in the market right now um like I said, the clinics do what they do really well. Once you arrive to a clinic, you get great service. Yeah. But when you're at home and you're by yourself and you have to do injection shots and all these things and you need that emotional support and you want somebody who has who understands what's normal mm -hmm. in every single circumstance, you know, like on this, you know, this is what you do for the trigger shot. This is what you do here. This is what you do there. You want somebody who's got that experience. Mm -hmm. So having a dedicated nurse. So it really makes sense that the two places to have a comprehensive uh, customer journey that's missing um, in the market was the financing as well as the service piece. Mm -hmm. And they actually lend themselves really well to go together. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and maybe you could say a little bit about what's involved in the financing piece. I mean, presumably you're not going to give anybody a loan. You have to front the money basically, mm -hmm. right? So so this is a financial risk for, for, for you all. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you think, is it just like any other loan? You, you look at ability to pay and, and that sort of thing. There's no, yeah. you're not using eggs as collateral no. or anything like that. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> not eggs or babies. No. Yeah, or babies. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely oh, that goes not. back to the human trafficking. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, absolutely not. So, um, no, it's, yes, it's an unsecured. Um, it's basically an unsecured loan. Yeah, so you're that's looking right. at credit, credit worthiness, essentially. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Like any, any loan. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Okay, well, so you 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 converged on this on this concept, and that was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. over two years ago. Yeah. 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 So what'd you do next? <laughs> so um, we started. We started building out the systems and the process. We um, hired an amazing CTO, mm-hmm. um, and um, and we started building out the actual product, the actual mm-hmm. digital platform, the actual financial. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, pro, uh, plans as well, and uh, started building it out. And then we did we did a beta, of course, in the beginning. Yeah. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to launch across all fifty states, mm-hmm. and to do that right away out of launch is quite difficult. So yeah. we had to be in beta for quite some time to get us so that we had relationships um, with clinics um, in across uh, many states mm-hmm. uh, to be able to be feeling comfortable to get to all fifty states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why Why did you think? I- I, I wouldn't have guessed that you would launch in 50 states mm-hmm. uh, initially. Why, why did you make that choice? Yeah. Because the problem is in one in eight um, couples in the United States yeah. are going through this right. um, everywhere, everywhere throughout the U.S. So, and there are clinics already um, you know, throughout the United States, and we are partnering with, you know, have relationships with clinics. Um, and so we felt that it was really important to, you know, really have a footprint mm-hmm. um, across. We really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, we, and it did serve us well, um, because when we did launch, we got calls and emails and signups on the web um, from everywhere. Yeah. And surprisingly so, I couldn't have guessed the state's that were some yeah. of our biggest states, um, aren't the ones we thought. You know how this yeah. works with yeah. starting a new, um, you know, a new business. You have ahas, mm-hmm. and that was one aha. We would yeah. have probably not guessed it right if we said, "Let's start with these 12. Yeah. Um, some things were surprising. Yeah, but but I guess uh, just to push you a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, it's logistically complex typically to to launch in a bunch of geographic regions. Is the reason you were getting calls from everywhere or inquiries from everywhere that that you built awareness you you had taken a, a broad-based PR strategy or some way to to I mean how'd you get awareness in 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 those geographic regions yeah, yeah so um, in in many ways by f- first having relationships with those clinics you know so and being broad-based in that way um, secondly doing um, you know social media yeah um, having an incredible PR firm, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, word of mouth through on our beta with our customers that really loved our service to begin with. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different pieces to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think for us, you know, we're a digital platform. So we're not building clinics. We're not like on the physical world. Right. So we wouldn't have been in all 50 states if we were trying to build something right. physically. You're doing yes. restaurant yeah. delivery. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, something you said made me wonder, are you, is a significant source of customers referral from clinics? I mean, or do clinics provide their own financing typically or how to, or, or is it really direct to direct to consumer in terms of acquiring the customer and it's, building awareness? It's yeah. um, majority of it's direct to consumer. Yeah. I mean, we are just inundated mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with um, people who need this service, have mm-hmm. heard about us, like I said, in those many different ways. Yeah. Um, we've helped tens uh, of thousands of men and women in their fertility journey. Mm-hmm. So um, so they, that's word of mouth. That's um, you know really good coverage. Uh, so yeah, that's the majority of it. Yeah. yeah. 
If you're just joining us, you're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host this week, Carl Ulrich, and I'm speaking with Eve Blossom, who's the co-founder and chief care officer of Future Family. Eve, tell me a little bit about cracking the finance side of this. I, I understand how I understand how you might go about building relationships with clinics and developing the information that you need to provide to your customers. How did you crack the finance side? Did you did you are you doing that yourselves or do you work with a partner to provide the financing? Yeah. So um, well, first of all, our model is that we're using subscription agreements, mm -hmm. which are loans, but they are, you know, able to be very flexible and um, really mimic how the process works. Um, you can add things in and take things out along your fertility journey. So it's really flexible. Mm -hmm. um, I just bring that up because it's a, it's a kind of a different animal a little bit than just an, a rigid loan. I see. Um, so it's a, it's that, that sort of a, a legal term of art. So the subscription, a subscription model as opposed to a, a promissory note or something like that. Oh, I don't know if it's like legal yeah. or anything like that. It's a loan. It's okay. a loan. It's just uh, it's just like we we aligned the the way that we do mm -hmm. the um, the plans in a way that um, mimic what happens in reality. Right. You know. So it's different. Like when you have a car, um, you soup up the car. You know, you're going to have extra lights and extra this and extra that in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But in fertility, you you have a certain package right. plan, and then along the way things happen that you might want right. to add in or things like that. So right. it's a little different. But I guess what I was asking or sure. what I was trying to get at, I didn't articulate very well, is it, you have to lay out, let's say, $20,000, your fronting capital. And so are are you providing that capital or are, do you have a financial partner? Yeah, who so we have, we have some of the uh, leading uh, partners in that, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, and and just, just to help me understand how you do that, is it the the partner who is issuing a loan, or is are they issuing essentially working capital f to you, and you issue the loan? So we issue the loan. So okay. yeah, yeah, our company issues. All the right. Loan. So yeah. maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, the financing. I saw, if I can believe what I read on Crunchbase, you raised it may be outdated, but you raised around fourteen million dollars. Um, uh, how did you go about financing, and was there anything tricky about? what you're doing that that doesn't seem enough to finance uh a lot of customers right so the question would be was that equity capital and there was some additional that's right yeah okay yeah, yeah. all right equity is separate from the from the loans right okay and yes of course all right yeah. so talk yeah. tell us a little bit so about we started with uh, uh friends and family in the very mm -hmm. beginning um and then we went to a seed round and then we um have just done our 10 million of our series a that we announced Okay, so yeah. that the ten million is in that fourteen two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I was I was gonna say yeah that well so that is a that is a good number. It isn't always a good number on Crunchbase, but it it's it's always nice. So I I gotta ask. I I wouldn't think that. I mean I know because I my my MBA students are almost exactly in this demographic, and so I hear a lot about these issues. Yeah. So I I know this is a hot topic among thirty four year old women. The my guess is it wouldn't be a hot a hot topic among most venture capitalists yet. So the question is, what kind of what kind of challenges were there yeah. in raising capital in, around really women's health issues? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, a couple things on that. Yeah. Um, since one in eight um, 
you know, couples in the United States are, uh, you know, affected this way, having infertility or having issues with their fertility, um, it means that most um, VCs, the stories that are, you know, in their lives, they know someone. Mm. They either have a sister or they have a brother or they have a cousin, but almost everybody has stories of people that are going through this. And, you know, it's becoming less taboo that people are talking about it. And as more and more people are delaying getting married and more and more people are delaying having children, this is, is this is increasing and growing. This is a very um, uh, growing market. Um, the market is going to be at, by twenty twenty three uh, thirty billion. Mm-hmm. So um, so it wasn't a big hard sell to uh, venture capitalists because they are hearing stories and um, you know they they have they have experienced themselves yeah. that kind of thing. It's really out there. It's really out there. Yeah. Um, and also in our Series A round, um, it was a we're two women uh, co-founders, mm-hmm. and um, Aspect um, Ventures um, led our last uh, Series A round, which is Women Led Fund. Mm. So you know, so there, there's that as well. well <laughs> uh, one of the questions that I'm sure you got from venture capitalists is, what is going to be your competitive advantage or the moat? effectively you build around this business because mm-hmm. conceptually it's not rocket science right there's it, it's so what wh- how do you answer that mm-hmm. i didn't mean to diminish i'm just saying oh, it's no, a, no. it's a kind of it's a kind of business that doesn't rely on some deep technical secret sauce mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. so the question is what is the moat what is the competitive barrier for future family yeah, yeah i think it's a number of things i think it's um we've you know we've got secret sauce um that we do have, mm-hmm. um, and then also uh, it's the bringing together the financing and the way that we are doing service. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, with the really doing the experience of the journey, I think it comes down to just the type of people that we're hiring on our team, the type of services we're going to build out. It's kind of like the the vision we see for ourselves for the future. There, you know, so there's un- there's things underneath the hood, you know. <laughs> All right, and and maybe just uh, last thing, tell tell us a little bit how it's going. What's what's the how's the experience been and how's it going? Yeah, it's it's going incredibly well. We yeah. are scaling right now. Yeah. We are hiring lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we are hiring every division of our company. We are we um, um, the customer satisfaction is really up there. The the demand for our services is um, we can't keep up with the demand. It's so, and we're just scaling as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So we're doing incredibly well. Yeah. And we're really having a great time as well. I mean, we're, we're seeing the impact that we're making, the success that we're making mm-hmm. on people's lives. Do you measure how many babies? Yeah, we are. Um, we don't share all that kind all right, of information yeah. yet, but we've got lots of babies. Yeah, it's so pretty it's really, exciting. And that's what's so exciting about yeah, this business. Yeah. Like, we really have something beautifully tangible. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's like, pretty exciting. Yeah, it really is. So. All right. Well, uh, the only other thing I was going to add yeah. um, is um, with the chief care officer uh, title, what I'm very excited about what we're building is that we're not just impacting the end customer. Mm-hmm. So we we hire expert fertility nurses, mm-hmm. and we're impacting their lives as well. They're giving um, the ability of how they beca- they can show up as a nurse, the kind of um, ways that they get to support the customer in an emotional, logistical way, um, is pretty cool as well. Yeah. So. Well, it must also 
be quite satisfying to I mean, I, I imagine it's really daunting when a 34 year old woman finds out the price tag. Right. Yes. And so to be able to say, hey, there is actually a way to get this done. Yeah. Uh, it must must yeah. also be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Eve, thanks so much for coming in. It's super interesting. Yeah. Thank you. All right. For more information, you just go to futurefamily.com. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. The show airs live on Wednesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. You can find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.